BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. I am coming to you live from a little bit of vacation. Claude, how are you, Dern? I miss you so dearly. How are you, Dern? I miss you so dearly. I don't know why, but like whenever we podcast remotely, the first thing out of my mouth is always a song. Like you could go back and look at every remote <laughs> podcast we do because you're always like, how you Dern? And I'm like, I'm Dern good. Like, I don't know. I think it's something about this microphone. It makes me feel like I'm in a recording booth. Yeah. And it well, just brings out the inner songstress in me. I personally am not complaining. The only reason I'll complain is because we don't have our triangles. And I think oh, that our... Our musical offerings are going to suffer due to that. No, no. But and, then love, our, and you know what? Ultimately, our listeners suffer. Oh, and that is unacceptable. And our listeners are always suffering. No, that ain't right, Claude. That ain't right. It's disgusting of me. No, but I, I love, you know, when you put everything to song. So you didn't answer my two questions, though. Which oh, were? No, it, was just, it was just one question. How are you, Dern? I'm Dern. Good. Thank you so much for asking. Last everyone heard from me, I was really suffering. I'm feeling right. a lot better. You know, justice, justice for a Z-Pack. I feel like they don't get enough credit for literally no. being crack. Like, so okay. good. I feel like a Z-Pack, it's like, you know, the answer to everything. And I feel like it gets a lot of credit. I don't know if it's underrated or overrated, but I do feel like if you're sick, like you're really praying, you know, it's something that a Z-Pack could cure. Now, what movie do you think of when you hear the word Z-Pack? Say it on three. Three, two, one. The Other Woman. The Other Woman. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, we're still in sync, don't worry. Even from a thousand miles away. Totally. We're hunt- still one brain. I know. I think we're more like 100 miles away. Also, speaking of my trip, I miss you guys dearly, but you know, I'm booked and busy. And I actually just posted a really um, interesting and sensational, I think people would call it interesting and sensational, vlog to our Patreon channel of how I pack for my trip because I, this was a challenging endeavor for me because I was endeavoring to not check luggage, even though I'm going away for eight days. And if you want to see whether or not I pulled it off, head to patreon.com slash morning toast. I will say spoiler alert. I have nothing to wear. <laughs> no. No, like I already have worn like every day that I've been here, I've been wearing the same thing. <laughs> well, you know what? I was watching Love Island yesterday and I was really thinking, I have not seen one outfit be repeated. Like it's crazy. I'm sure the girls obviously share clothes, but who has that many beach cover-ups, that many going out outfits? It's actually insane. Yeah. That is insane. That it's, is insane. It's remarkable. I'm really jealous because I have none. I'm sorry. That sucks. I know. I just like, I played myself, you know? Congratulations. You played yourself. Exactly. So we have a really great show for you today because obviously we have the fast five stories that, you know, you could or could not know before you wake up. But 
we also have some great TV recaps today. Oh my God, I watched so much TV. First of all, the Olympics, of course, your correspondent is here. But I and also, what do you have to tell us? What's, what's going on? Oh, you know what? Let me get the uh, updated Olympic medal count because okay. I haven't checked that in a while and I just feel like it's pertinent. We do have Olympics. We do have our first story is Olympic stories. So, but I just want like, you know, an overall Olympics pulse from you. No, I mean, it's kind of the same, the same feeling I've been feeling is that I'm of course rooting for Team USA, but like we are behind in the gold medal counts. And even though we still have the most medals, period, that's just because like we have the most people, you know, like I, that's so true. Like we're just like the big we ass compete. country, like, and we compete and do in we compete? everything. Is there any sport we don't compete in? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So like, I just think. I'm a little I'm a little sad that like we're seven we're seven medals behind China in the in the gold, but we're we're most overall. Damn. Well, thank you for that update. And I mean, I saw this morning that um, I don't know if it's a spoiler because I don't know when it was released, but U.S. Women's Soccer is out. <gasps> no, they lost to Canada. They're not winning a medal. They're done. Fuck, Alex Morgan, Meg Rapino. Maybe no. that happened this morning and I just spoiled it. No, it's okay because like that's something but I definitely I really, would want to know. And I didn't know if I was spoiling or not. I don't so, know. I, I hadn't seen that yet, but they're kind of like a lock for us, you know? They're like the best. Right, well. Julie Ertz? Well. Shit. Yeah, so that was pretty disappointing. But we have a lot of Olympic stuff to talk about. So I guess without like further ado, even though it does feel really abrupt, and maybe I'll just take a little a moment to just talk about the book that I'm reading because I'm so enjoying it. Oh, that reminds me. Um, okay, you go, and then I have something to say. Okay, I am reading a book called The Portrait of a Mirror by A. Natasha. Let me. I should have just like come prepared, but it, I put it on my story. It was a recommendation from our friend Kristen's husband, and oh, it yeah. is. It's really good. It's really dense. So I told Dana to read it too and we're reading it at the same time, but I'm really enjoying it and like always looking forward to picking it back up. But I also started it two days ago and I'm only at 30%. You know how that goes? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, Kristen's husband, Pete, is like really smart, like really intellectual. Right. I like I was honestly so flattered that he recommended right. a book to me. I was just literally, say, he would never <laughs> recommend a book to me. I literally downloaded it that night because I'm like, I'm taking recommendations seriously. Because also when I recommend a book to someone, I follow, like if I see them six months later, I'm like, did you read that book? Because I, I it means a lot. Like I don't just recommend willy nilly. Like all of my recommendations are tailored to the person. They're catered. And so it's, they're catered. It's personal. It's more personal than comedy, more personal than <laughs> food. <laughs> that is your favorite quote. You want to know why it's my favorite quote? It's because it's so true. Because for so many episodes of watching comedians in cars getting coffee, I didn't understand what the fuck he meant when he said comedy is more personal than food. And then once it clicked for me, like it was like that um, like mind blown emoji. And so now I just I use it. I use comedy is more personal than food jargon in everyday life because it is. Anyway, so I take recommendations very seriously. Not a lot of people like recommend to me. Actually, that's not true. Like my whole DMs are recommendations, but they're always books that I've already read. And I'm like, check my highlights. Right. Follow me on Goodreads. Um, everyone keeps telling me to read The Silent Patient. I'm like, I read it a year and a half ago and I didn't even like it. Ooh. Oh. So that's what I'm up to right now. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. Okay, oh, so also, one more thing. Just a Redheads programming update because I need to tell the girls, but I figured I'd start with the toasters. Um, episodes moved back a week. I'm really sorry. Okay. Scheduling conflicts. It's so hard to get four girls on the horn. I know. 
Um, speaking of authors, I had like a, I had such a long weekend and it was amazing and I'm just like paying the price for it now because like I went on a rope swing, forgetting like how much I weigh and that like I am responsible for holding up that weight on the rope. You know, my back mm-hmm. is broken. Like those muscles that Caleb Dressel uses for the butterfly, like mine were awoken for the first time in years and I actually cannot walk. But that's not the point. That's neither here nor there. When I got home last night, I just, like, laid on the couch for hours and scrolled through my phone. And, you know, like, when you have a – I think it comes with a verified Instagram account. Your message inbox is split up. You can get, like, top messages and all messages. Mm -hmm. So all messages just come in chronologically. And then top message will, like, filter out, put verified people at the top. The more followers you have, it goes to the top. And I've never looked at that, like, ever. And I don't know what compelled me to do it yesterday, but – Oh, my God. Like, I was missing so... I had a message from Lucy Hale. (gasps) Yeah. She had a coffee recommendation for me from April. (gasps) Unacceptable. Disgusting. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so disgusting. I'm just seeing this. I'm literally going to try it tomorrow. Like, apologies, your highness. It was so disrespectful of me. And I was just seeing, like, all these people, like, tagging me in stories. I missed all of it. And then, you know what I missed a message from? Hmm. Sally... motherfucking Hepworth, our, one of our favorite authors of, um, the mother-in-law. Yes. Which you loved. And then also the good sister, which I recently read and I've recommended to everyone. So I was literally just telling her that the, I responded. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so disgusting. But the good sister is next on my list. Like me and Jackie, my sister are obsessed. Like, thank you for your work. And she was like, no, I'm obsessed. Like, let me send you the good sister. Let me send you this, send you this. I'm like, Mrs. Hepworth, this is too much. And this is what I get for not being a good social media manager. Yeah. No, I mean, I I can relate. I'm a really bad social media manager myself. Um, And so that's just like a really, that's a bad feeling. But I'm glad, I'm glad you made it right. Especially with Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale, she deserves better. Oh my God. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are not responding to Lucy Hale? Like, bitch, literally, Literally. No, get up. Get out. Go. Get healthy. Get moving. Let's go. <laughs> get help. I was so, so upset with myself. Okay. Well, you know what? Don't be too hard on yourself. You have to forgive yourself. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what okay. I did. I've just been like, you know, drowning in self-pity since then. Yeah, well, you need to forgive yourself. And I think healing and wellness starts with the Fast Five. I think that is where it starts. I totally agree. So we have the Fast Five, and then we're going to be recapping Potomac, Love Island. We both watched The Prince. I I didn't didn't finish finish it, it. did you? Okay, but we can share our initial thoughts. Okay, but if you haven't watched it yet, um, Gary Giannetti, I like tagged him in my story, and he said, there is a final scene after the final episode credits. Make sure you watch it. So I feel like I should, okay. I don't know what it's, what it's referring to. I just feel like I should relay that message Spread to the people message. who are watching it. A hundred percent. Because it felt important. Like that's the first thing he says, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like I always turn it off at the credits, like, duh, but now I won't. Unless okay, I can't cool find thing. the remote. Right. Thank you for that. That's very important. My pleasure. Okay, so I guess without further ado, do, 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 it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jackie, for sure. But before you do that, make sure you know that today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, it can include lots of self-doubt, anxiety, seasonal depression. But BetterHelp is here. They will assess you with your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. 
BetterHelp is not a crisis line, and it is not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com toast. That's BetterHelp.com toast, and join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So that is 10% off at BetterHelp.com slash Toast, and that's only for the Morning Toast listeners. BetterHelp.com slash Toast, 10% off your first month. Thank you for that, Claudia. Pleasure. Okay, our first... Um our first story is a bit of, a, you know, an Olympics update. I'm trying to of figure course. out which pieces happened this morning and what happened last night, but maybe you can help with that. First big news of the day, Simone Biles will compete in the beam medal event after pulling out of previous finals. So we know she pulled out of the um, individual all around. She sat out some of the team stuff mm-hmm. and she also pulled out from vault and bars finals, but she will be doing beam. Okay. Well, you know what? I want to say, I think that this is actually very smart and generous of her. You said she pulled all she pulled out a vault and beam. Yeah, a vault, vault and, and bars. bars. Yes. Okay, so her teammates. No, sorry, floor also. Okay, so her teammates, Michaela Skinner, Suni Lee, and Jade Carey, were all doing those other individual rounds and two of them got medals they might not have gotten medals if simone was around so i just want to say i don't know if that was intentional but it was actually very kind because breaking news michaela skinner finally won an olympic medal a silver for vault i believe so if simone maybe michaela would have won bronze or maybe not at all like you never know and then suny also won uh bronze on bars bars is what simone pulled out of also jade carey i think this is a spoiler from this morning i'm just so I don't, don't think it's say. a spoiler because she was uh, stinking it up last night. She's competing in the On women's what? floor f- floor final. Oh, I didn't see floor. Don't spoil that. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it then. I don't know if it's a spoiler. Just don't tell me. But I, you know what? She was having a really rough time. I really hope she gets on the podium because she's like really, really talented. But she was just like... And she's one of the few who actually has her dad there because he's her coach. And that's like been such a blessing. So I really hope they can have a moment together. Don't tell me what happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and okay. avoid spoilers all day. But I, it's like impossible. E-news. It's impossible. E-news. Yeah, I'm shouting out like, E-news specifically. Their Instagram. And sometimes I'm like, okay, so this already happened. I already missed watching it. But then it's actually on tonight. Like I just yes. assumed that what I read was I missed it. But now I can watch it tonight. And it's just like. These things need to be made more clear. This time difference is really. Yeah. You can't assume that if you're reading something, it's already aired because these outlets are just like writing it up in real time. And it's like, of course, that's what they should do. But like, I don't know. I want to experience it like as a true American. I want to experience it, too. And we're just not experiencing it. So some other Olympic highlights from the weekend. Our girl Emma Coburn advanced to the finals of her. Yeah. So she I was reading like all about it. So she very strategically, imagine being so fast you can strategize like what place you come in. She strategically came in third, which obviously takes her to the qualifying, but she can't overdo it. They are running in 114 degree heat. Do you know how hot it is in Tokyo? Outside. Mm. Mm. Disgraceful. Disgusting. 
So she was very strategic about it. Like, I'm so, like, I have all my eggs in the Emma Coburn basket. Like, I just feel like I know she's going to take us home. No, I feel like if she wins gold, like, they'll play Toast by Claudia Ashray over the the loudspeaker. Okay, so, like, not to make everything about myself, (laughs) but, like... Someone was tagging me. I was like going through my tag stories and somebody tagged me in like a Emma Coburn post run interview that I didn't see. So I'm like, they're tagging me. Like maybe she's saying how like the toast really prepared her, like got her in the right like headspace. And of course, like she did not say that she was talking about like her training, her friends and family, like things that actually matter. And I was like, oh, this is great. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm crying. I would have thought the same. I'm like, why are you tagging me in the story if it's not about me? Yeah, no, that's really funny. Um, also, I I'm saw just another like, toaster in the Olympic Village. My TikTok is like all toaster. I mean, well, I wish. My TikTok is all Olympians from Olympic Village, just like sharing how they do their laundry. A lot of TikTok, a lot of Olympians are becoming like huge TikTok stars. Alona Mar, like she's a star. So there's this girl from South Africa and she was like talking about like her schedule or whatever. And she was fucking wearing a TMT sweatshirt. I'm yeah, like, she's did you pick 100%. that up at Goodwill or are you a toaster? I'm feeling like toaster because it was a collection from not that long ago. So I don't know if it had time for someone to like get it, wear it, like be done with it or not like it. And then, you know, like all all those steps. It actually wasn't that long ago. And I feel like there's hypothetically enough time for a former toaster who was like enraged to have driven it to Goodwill and then someone else to pick it up. But how it made it to South, Af- South Africa, I don't know. No, 100% hey, collection is from... check our Shopify. I'm sure we don't have a lot of orders to South Africa. Yeah, 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 that's a good call. Um, But also, 100% collection was in April. I don't think that's very long ago. Oh, it was 100%. You're right. I thought it was the mint sorority. No, no. Oh, yeah, that's that could have definitely gone through. Through that cycle of another Through a whole lifetime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was 100%. And that's, like, really niche. I think we need to take the win. Like, there is a South African Olympian toaster. I just honestly, like... I. I, I can't believe it, you know? Yeah. No, but Claude, you need to accept your – you need to be able to accept, like, positive things into your life. We have had three orders to South Africa in our time, and I don't know what that Olympian's name was. I'll have to go look it up. Yeah, yeah you'll find out later. I'll we'll do, like, an investigative FBI full report back tomorrow. Yes. Um, any other Olympic highlights that you want to share? Because, honestly, I've been so off of my Olympic – content consuming I keep missing the good stuff you know what it's it's interesting like what do you consider the good stuff because of course what they play on prime time which is usually track and field gymnastics women's sometimes men's and swimming and it is fabulous of course but I really enjoy like the quieter moments of the Olympics you know indoor and outdoor volleyball is truly a sight to behold like the men's team played Argentina it was so athletic like it was athleticism at its finest like you've never seen people jump spike hit ball higher in your life and beach volleyball is amazing the women's team um advanced they beat cuba um pretty easily actually and so it was just i really enjoy the finer the smaller you know the more indie sports because I'm, I'm really not like other olympians um and that's kind of how i'm navigating my, my journey through olympic village yeah, I'm just like turning it on, seeing if it sparks joy. Last night I turned on weightlifting and I was just, it was a no from me. That's interesting, though. No, I mean, I was, 
I was turning it on hoping it was gymnastics because you posted about Michaela Skinner. So I was like, oh, my God, is this happening right. right now? And then I got that and I was like, oh, no, I need to go back to watching Real Housewives of Potomac. You know, because like the content plate, like I, I'm sitting at a table with multiple plates, jugging, having so many courses. It's mm-hmm. not just I have one plate that's overflowed. Like this is an 11 course meal these days. No. And honestly, like I need a lazy Susan to organize all of my plates. Yeah, no, it's a lot. So I have to be a little bit discerning. I was watching some diving on the plane, which is always, you know, a great joy, just so enjoyable to watch. Diving is a fabulous sport, a gorgeous sport. Were you watching synchronized or individual? Individual. And so it's so it's as gorgeous, but it takes away that level of, you know, yeah, of of un un realistic expectation that these girls are going to synchronicity. The standards that we're setting for synchronizing divers, we can just enjoy the dive. We can enjoy the form. We can enjoy the form and not have to compare divers against each other. So I really, I find much more solace in the individual dive. I, I could not agree more, actually. Yeah. So that's your Olympics recap. Anything else you want to share? What was Caleb Dressel up to? Just being hot as fuck, which was really kind of, you know, tiring for him in addition to you know all the olympic swimming and running he's winning he set an olympic record he won more gold medals he's just like kind of the pride and joy of this country and of my personal life yeah well that's really nice for him i'm happy for him know that i am know that i am we'll keep you posted i mean i think there's more gymnastics on tonight and i look forward to seeing simone take to the beam i mean like we said the the beam is turned and we need an expert like simone in there Totally. She's literally the only person who can handle the the turntness of the beam. <laughs> um, and also, I feel like, you know, this might end up being a really good thing for her because she took a full week off. Like, that's enough time, I think, to, like, get your mind right, talk to, like, friends and family, perhaps a therapist. And I do think that, like, we are going to see a new Simone. And I think a lot of the positive reinforcement from everyone in America, I don't know if she's, like, hearing it. Because I don't know if she's like in the bubble of what's going on because she's so far away. But I do think that definitely positively reinforced her if she saw all the positive feedback. I feel like she had to have unless she's just not checking social media and stuff. But, you know, it's all been so positive. Right, 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 right. I don't know. It's so hard these days. Uh, You're telling me. Are you ready for our next story? Switching Mm -hmm. gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Matt Damon admits he just stopped using the F slur for homosexual. Matt Damon admitted he only just recently stopped using an offensive anti-LGBTQIA plus slur because his daughter told him it was taboo. While the Stillwater star was talking about changes in modern masculinity with the Sunday Times, he explained oh, he must reti- read that. <laughs> he explained he retired the F slur for a homosexual because it's no longer used the same way as when he was a kid. Quote, he said, I made a joke months ago and got a treatise from my daughter. She left the table. I said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie Stuck on You, he recalled. He said she went to her room and wrote a very long, beautiful treatise on how that word is dangerous. I said, quote, I retire the F slur. I understood. Okay, I have a few thoughts on this, okay? And I also have a conspiracy theory that I did share with you already. Yeah, which I think you should share with the class. Can I help you, Ben? Like, I'm in the middle of something. Get out! Oh, my God. I'm, like, sitting here podcasting. Ben's meandering around the dining room. Goodbye. Is he itching to come on the show? No, he's just, like, taking pictures of things, grabbing paperwork. Like, I said, I need one hour in the dining room. Is that so much to ask? Goodbye. No, literally, the one hour where we record toast, like, 
I need full and complete privacy and silence. It's not too much to ask for. It's literally asking for nothing. Yeah. All right, back to this Matt Damon thing. Let me say a few things. I always say, like, normalize changing your opinions based on new information. I feel like as a society, and I, like, when when I was a kid, all, everyone in high school was always saying that word. Like, it was just, like, it was actually crazy how much people said it. And, of course, like, we don't say it anymore. Nobody says it anymore. It's mm-hmm. fully a slur. And I feel like we all realized that, like, a while ago. So I think it's weird that, like, it took Matt Damon so long, especially when he, like, works in Hollywood, which is, like, a very progressive space, you know? So I just, I find that weird. I feel like this was definitely a piece of information he should have kept to himself. Um, A story that (laughs) need not be retold. And then third of all, part of me is just, like, confused. Like, why are you sharing this? Why is this being shared? And it makes me think, it makes me think that there's perhaps, like, you know, he knows his PR team has been notified that, like, on the interwebs somewhere, there exists a video of him using that word. And this is like a preemptive press move to be like, oh, look, Matt Damon said the word, but look, he's already changed. It was before the treatise. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Before the treatise, yes. That's just a conspiracy theory I'm currently working on. It was BTT. I don't know if that, like, is crazy, but... I think that is a very discerning theory and I think that there could be a lot of merit to it and I like the way that you're thinking in terms of you're not thinking like other girls on this one am I ever (laughs) (laughs) no because yeah it's weird like even if all of this is true like it is a kind of um a strange move to share this so publicly like when everybody has moved on from that word it's a weird everyone except a baby but it's a weird flex It's a very, it's a very weird flex. So I find this very curious and. And let's say there's no conspiracy theory that needs to be had. And this was just like a weird personal story that he decided to share. I do feel like he needs a talking to about what's appropriate and what's not. And honestly, I just, I feel like he told the story and was expecting us to be like, oh, Matt Damon is amazing. He's a hero. And I feel like if. If my conspiracy theory is not true and this was just, like, something he wanted to share, I feel like it's a real indicator of, like, how out of touch certain celebrities can be. You know what? That's where I disagree with you because I feel like everything about this um, this interview or conversation about changes in modern masculinity with the Sunday Times, like, nothing about this slipped through the cracks of his PR team. You know, it's yeah, not like yeah, he yeah. just like went rogue. It's not like he went rogue on a podcast and, and started to overshare a little bit. Like, right. I don't think there was a, a a word, sentence or story mentioned that didn't have full clearance. Totally. So I so I think they thought they were doing something with yeah. this. No, they thought like this was going to end homophobia. <laughs> and it didn't. I'm shocked. It did no, not. it didn't. No, it did not. But um, just, you know. Pretty interesting, and I look forward to seeing if your conspiracy theory is true, though I would also venture to guess that, you know, anyone who was trying to surface that, like, would have been, would would now be like, it's kind of, he did deem it irrelevant. No, I'm still interested. It's not irrelevant to me. She is very gorgeous to me. Okay, cool. Even though it was before the treatise. Oh, yeah, and I love when people are like, my child painted a Picasso, like, a treatise, she, like, probably, like, wrote something on a post-it. Like, people think their kids, like, do, like, the most yeah. amazing things, and it's, like, it's not a tr- What's a treatise, even? 
I, I'm literally Googling it right now. It's a written work dealing formally and systematically with a subject. And how old is this so child, treatise writer? He has, a, he has a lot of daughters, so it was unclear which, which one was the treatise author. Yeah, I think the lack of details makes the author story the even bigger. Why wouldn't he say which daughter? I don't know. I mean, I think that would have made it even... I do, I, if I was his daughter, I don't think I would want... To be known as the girl who wrote the treatise? <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, leave me out of this. Like, she tried to do a nice thing, and now it's like he's making it, like, about him. No, About totally. him. This story is so twisted. Like, I honestly feel so embarrassed for Matt Damon. Like, true or not, like, the fact that you thought this was a story worth telling... That like that it was a story that needed to leave your dinner table is so disgraceful. Yeah. Honestly, I hope there's I a video of him saying it somewhere and my theory is right. Because if not, like I don't know if I can live in a world where Matt Damon thought this was an appropriate story to share with no, you know, personal gain from it. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I don't know that much about Matt Damon's personality, though. I actually don't know anything. So like may if maybe this is in line with other stories that he shares. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of his stories. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Ready for our next story, which is a, which is a really nice story? Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton used royalties from Whitney Houston's smash song to invest in a black neighborhood. Dolly mm-hmm. Parton will always love Whitney Houston. For one thing, she was so blown away the first time she heard Whitney's version of I Will Always Love You that she told Oprah last year she had to pull over the car she was driving so she wouldn't crash it. Whitney's version, which became one of the all-time biggest singles, also netted Dolly, who's a world-class songwriter in addition to being a singer, about $10 million in royalties in the 1990s, and the checks keep coming. So Parton had a great idea about how to spend that money. She used it to help a black neighborhood in Nashville. So she was on Watch What Happens Live on Thursday. Oh my God, um, I have to catch the Dolly special. Which I I didn't even know until I read this article. But she said, I bought my big office complex in downtown, down in Nashville. Quote, so I thought, well, this is a wonderful place to be. Quote, I bought a property down in what was the black area of town and was mostly just black families and people that lived around there. And it was off the beaten path from 16th Avenue. And I thought, well, I'm going to buy this place, the whole strip mall, and thought this is the perfect place for me to be considering it was Whitney. I mean, I do feel like so often people forget that that song was originated by Dolly Mm -hmm. Parton. So you do have to, and then it became like the biggest song. So you have to think about how much money she made. Um, I mean, $10 million in royalties. So that's like, Whitney probably made even more off of one song. Oh, yeah, I know. But, you know, with, like, songwriting and credits, it's yeah. so it's so confusing. Um, so that's a, nice, that's a nice chunk of change that she made. Yeah, it is. And Dolly's just a queen. Like, there's never been a piece of information she, I don't receive about Dolly that doesn't immediately have make me increase my respect for her. Like, I've never learned a disparaging piece of information about her. And if you have a disparaging piece of information, keep it to yourself. No, just I like totally agree. I totally agree. And I was just going to say, I think Matt Damon needs to speak with Dolly about which stories to tell. To share. And Dolly stories. didn't share that story when she did it. This was 30 years ago. Like, that's yeah. being a fucking queen. That's on being a queen. I agree. I agree. I've never heard anything about Dolly that wasn't just like sainthood for Dolly Parton. Moderna. She's getting a shot of her own medicine. She's just like constantly elevating constantly raising the bar for all of us yeah she really is so queen dolly i have to watch that watch Rappin's live special yeah you do i mean i'm i'm so behind on everything that honestly watch what happens live like it's not happening for me no it's so not a priority of mine and that makes me really sad 
it does make me sad too because at one time it was at one point it's like I couldn't watch the episode of housewives that was airing without the accompanying watch what happens live because it was like more information I have watched what happens live in my DVR and I used to basically like watch it attached to every episode of Bravo shows that were airing now at the end of the week I just delete them like I just don't have time yeah I agree and I want to blame the pandemic for that because um when everything went remote like that's when I really checked out yeah, also Andy checked out too. So like if Andy's not checked in, why should I be? I totally agree. Are you ready for our next story? That's a little bit of listicle news. Listicle news, of course. Because Rolling Stone has put together their list of the top 100 music videos of all time. Oh, I think I saw an article about this, like about what was rated number one. I think that you did too. And so I'm just going to give you top 10 and we can share okay. our thoughts. Even this though- is so random. This is random, but you know me. I like a random story. Of course. Number 10, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. Okay, I've never seen it. Number nine, Guns N' Roses, November Rain. Oh, my favorite song. Number eight. (laughs) Number eight, Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. Oh my God, my favorite song. Not as good as Fifth Harmony, Sledgehammer. I agree. Literally one of the best songs of all time. And music videos. I think they might have gotten confused on that. Yeah, because they're walking around this construction site with a, a literal sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. It's genius. <laughs> it's so literal. It's so good. Number seven, D'Angelo, Untitled, How Does It Feel? Unfamiliar. Number six, Beastie Boys, Sabotage. Yeah. No. <laughs> Number five, New Order, The Perfect Kiss. Eek. Unfamiliar. Number four, Childish Gambino, This Is America. Got familiar it. I've heard of it and i've seen the video number three madonna vogue familiar familiar number two johnny cash hurt you're telling me johnny cash has the number two best music video of all time even though like it was probably filmed. even around <laughs> right exactly and then number one, the reason for the season and why you saw the article was Beyonce formation. Oh, yeah, that's why I saw the article. Well-deserved. It feels like a really random list, like, of, I don't know, like, half of these songs, and I have to imagine that a lot of the quality is, like, Vaseline on the lens. Yeah, exactly. But happy for Beyonce, well-deserved. Yeah, Rolling Stone is always, I think they spend, you know, majority of their time sitting down and, like, putting together lists of, like, their endorsed best of, you know, we have best album, all that stuff. Um, And I just, I I think it's clear that, like, given that we only had heard of, like, eight of the ten, that they don't speak for us. No, Rolling Stone is just, like, constantly going through the archives. Yeah, and I just, I would like just a Rolling Stone of, like, you know, since 2000 even. You know. I know. And like, honestly, what Rolling Stone considers a good music video, like, I don't know if I necessarily consider a good music video, because like one of my favorite music, music videos is just like a country song with like a girl from The Bachelor. Like, it's nothing crazy. <laughs> and so I, I just feel like we have different ideas of what constitutes best music video. Yes, I agree. Also, just in there in the 30s of this list from 100, there are some songs, some videos that you might know. So I just want to remind you of them. Number 30 is Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. Iconic. Yeah. 31, Madonna, Ray of Light. Unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. 32, Drake, Hotline Bling. That was a very popular music video of its time. I also liked the God's Plan one where he just gave out money. 
Yeah. 33, Lady Gaga, Bad Romance. Uh, the dance, literally me and gym class, like constantly doing the dance. No, the dance definitely changed the world. Like, where was TikTok? Because I would have been viral. Oh, my God. Totally. Number 34, Kanye West, Bound 2. That's the one with Kim on the with, motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. And then um, that's the extent of songs that you would know. Yeah, like Rolling Stone is like cool for sure. But like, do they speak for me? No. No, I think that's clear. clear. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our TV recap? Oh my God, already? Is it the fifth and final story that's going to lead us into our TV recap that's brought to you by Hawthorne? Any, any chance? It is. It is exactly that. This summer, as we've been getting back to our normal routines, it's a great time to introduce the men in your life to a new routine. Personal care. Taking care of your skin might be second nature, but creating his routine, you'll need something that's easy, customized, and smells good. I've been trying to get Ben on like a journey of wellness for so long. He literally just uses a bar of soap, if that, in the shower. And I'm like, don't you want a hydrating moisturizer, a creamy cleanser? If you want to help elevate the men in your life to look, feel, and smell their best, the easiest way is to gift them with a routine tailored specifically to their needs from Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a premium grooming grooming service that is designed to create personal care routines for men that fit their unique profiles. They focus on their hair and skin products plus cologne that work to address their or your biggest concerns. To get started, just take their quiz. They ask things like if your skin is dry, oily combination, you know, things like that. Um, Ben actually does have really dry skin. And so they recommended a cleanser and a lotion that was like formulated for for people with Ben's skin type. And the quiz was super easy to take, really fun. Um, And at the end of the quiz, we got our customized sets. Uh, Each is a full product, is full of products tailored to their body, skin, hair, and lifestyle. Hawthorne also takes the risk um, out by gifting you uh, free shipping on your order and returns. If the man in your life doesn't like their products, Hawthorne will even retailer them based on their feedback. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get the men in your life started on their new routine by going to hawthorne.co slash gift and use promo code toast to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot co slash gift, promo code toast, hawthorne.co slash gift, promo code toast. Thank you for that, Claudia. A pleasure. Now- Our fifth and final story is Little Potomac news because Nicki Minaj is eyeing Real Housewives of Potomac gig. The rapper teased that she wants Andy Cohen to hand over the hosting baton for the next Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. She posted a trailer for the Bravo show to her Instagram Thursday set to a remix of her 2010 hit Moment for Life. She wrote in the caption, I'll be hosting the reunion. Let me know what y'all want me to ask, child. Veteran of Real Housewives of Potomac, Karen Huger commented, all right, now alongside a fire emoji, Nikki responded, yes, ma'am, I know a thing or two about being the grand dame. Uh. The official Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen account, meanwhile, dropped a comment asking Minaj to make a remix of Real Housewives of Potomac cast member Candace Dillard's song, Drive Back. At first, Nikki didn't know what that was, but after love, the... Ac- love that moment for us. Yeah, after the account explained, she did not seem exactly interested. She said, she said, it's a nice song, but at the reunion, I'm going to have to get into some thangs with Sissy. And she's talking about Candace, that she needs to get into some thangs with Candace. So it and appears. I just, yeah. Do you, do you, does it appear to you as it appears to me? It appears to me that Nicki Minaj Minaj is is on the right side of history. It appears to me that Nicki Minaj is not Team Candace. Therefore, Nicki Minaj is Team Monique. 
No, by the default property, if you are not Team Candace, you are Team Monique. Yeah, and to me, like, I just feel so seen. Oh my God, 100%. And honestly, after the travesty that was last year's reunion, that was kind of where I really kind of, not like, I, I like lost faith in Andy a lot. I was really, really disappointed in him. And I think maybe me not watching Watch Happens Live, like it all really started there because he was so disrespectful to Monique and was so like heavy handed when he normally isn't. And I actually think it's time for somebody to step in in Potomac and Nicki Minaj would do great. She seems like a very reasonable person. Yeah, I don't know if like hosting the reunion is because that's never been done before. So I don't know how we can incorporate her into the reunion, like in a real way and maybe do serve up some justice for Monique. But I do think that um, Nikki needs to speak to these women because it feels like she has something important to say. Also, like I'm so I'm so scarred from the way things were handled with Monique and between her and Candace. And even though Candace is like definitely better this season, I disagree. I still, I still have to, on principle, fast forward through all of her personal scenes. Oh, I also fast forwarded through Giselle taking her kids to get their permits. Like, sorry, I don't like Giselle. So like, I'm not going to like this scene. I just fast forwarded because I needed to know if her daughter got her permit and, and had a permit. You know, I skipped right to the end and and then Giselle like didn't know how to handle it. Right. I needed to know if her daughter had a permit and I didn't. Oh, right. (laughs) She doesn't. She doesn't. No, I saw that. And she might have one now. It didn't make me even feel good to know that she didn't get it. Like, I felt just as sad. You know, at least one of us should have it. Totally. <laughs> um, but the episode was pretty good. Honestly, it was... It's, I, sometimes I have to remind myself that it's just a TV show. Because I get, like, so emotional about certain housewives. And this season is, like, really getting to me. Because I just feel like, in my opinion, like, the people who are in the right are just getting, like, steamrolled. And, like, Giselle just gets all this airtime to be a hypocrite. And it really bothers me. Like, honestly, the women, and mostly, like, Robin, Giselle, Wendy, are so judgmental of Mia and, like, her life choices. It's so... What's wrong with working at a strip house, strip club, whatever it is? Like, a strip house is like a steakhouse. I mean, a strip club. (laughs) Like, working as an... Like, it's, it's a job. And, like, shut up. Like, it's just they're all so condescending in, like, their facial expressions and like at least she's not lying about it like she's right, so like, open that's even cool like that makes me respect her so much more fuck off like i just i'm hating these women for how they're receiving mia of course she's defensive when giselle texts her if giselle ever texted me like want to get drinks without jackie i would literally first of all even if giselle texts me for drinks and i'm on the show like i'm so acutely aware of Giselle and her shadiness. I would be scared if Giselle asked me to go to drinks. What is she setting me up for? She's constantly throwing people under the bus. Of course. And maybe her, uh, Mia's reaction was like a little, I thought it was great, but like maybe it was a little, you know, over the top. But I think it's very reasonable of her to like be afraid of getting close to Giselle. Giselle is mean. Yeah, no, I totally agree. First of all, in terms of them judging Mia, it's like, I can't believe that in 2021, like, people are still are talking about, like, elective surgeries that they've had or things that right. they've done. And, like, people are responding with judgment. Like, how many times are they going to, like, laugh and be so shocked that she keeps saying, like, she got her clit done? Which I don't know about you, but I assume that meant vaginal rejuvenation. Of course. I didn't think she got a clit lift. Like, she got a vaginal re- Of course. She- yeah, so, like, for them to then be, like, three episodes later, oh, as, and also, as if it's that different, say she did get her clit done, whatever that means, or, like, as if it's so different, and now they're, like, 
I just can't believe that people are still reacting like that when I thought we all reached a place of understanding of like, do whatever makes you happy in your life. And, and I'm we're not- celebrating Wendy. We're celebrating Wendy's new face, boobs, ass. But when Mia's uh, forthcoming with the, with the information, it's so taboo. Right. So I just can't believe that they're sitting in judgment like that. And like proudly. Also, the thing with Giselle and Robin, it seems like they actually got a good read on Mia when they first met her and like wanted to invite them into their clique and kind of take her away from Karen to maybe prove Giselle's point that Karen doesn't have friends. But like so she's going to start plucking off her friends one by one. And Mia didn't fall for it. She's not that thirsty to hang out with Giselle and Robin that she's going to turn on her friend Karen. I think that's what upset. That's what. And also like the even in the text, like. Giselle invited Wendy, sorry, Giselle invited Mia to the drinks and Mia responded to Giselle. Then Robin responded to Mia and it's like, and Mia said at Giselle, I'm speaking with Giselle. You are not one person. Like you are two separate people. The way that they operate, even when you just watch them, like they do this, they nod at the same time. They just do like, they're a package deal. And like Mia wants nothing to do with that. Giselle, if you want to get to know me, get to know me. But it's not going to be like this two-on-one where you like, she, Mia's not desperate enough to be in their cool circle uh-huh. that she's going to, one, turn on Robin and two, like, suck up to them. You mean turn on Karen? Yeah, I don't know why I'm getting everyone's names wrong. <laughs> no, totally. It's just like, there's so much hypocrisy in Potomac. It bothers me so much. I just cannot stand Giselle like I really can't and Wendy like really thought she was doing something I'm Zen when TikTok. I have time today oh my she god she thought she was going viral she thought it was her Holland Tunnel make it nice moment she thought she was gonna get merch made she thought she was really fucking she doing something when she, she said that she was going she thought she was gonna retire off that moment literally and not only did she not retire it was so cringy no, it's like no one else has called you Zen Wen not once. Like you, and I, now I feel like in sitting here thinking about it, I think she's trying to make Zen Wen a thing so that she can like call her candle, candle line called Zen Wen because like that's actually a pretty good name. Um, and it's just like I when it's forced like that, like when it's not forced, and you know those iconic moments happen. There's nothing better in this world, but when it's forced. Honestly, it's there's nothing painful. better because it's so painful. It was so painful TikTok. I have time. Like, what? <laughs> she just took it to such a weird place. And I love that Mia was like, I have to go. Also, let's talk and about I also, the weenie of the week moment, which okay. belongs to Robin's friend, Ascala. Because okay. honestly, she's like irrelevant to the storyline. I honestly wouldn't have even remembered her if she didn't chime in when Mia was like getting into it with Robin and Giselle, which is between them. And she was like, she just like had practiced a line in her head, you know? And then she was like, okay, I'm going to say it now. She was like, I'm seeing a whole lot of delusion. And we're like, what? Like, this has nothing to do with you. Like, get out of here. Like, it was so random. And it honestly, like really made me not like her because... She's obviously a friend of, like, maybe she wants to be a housewife. But, like, that's not the way to do it, like, to randomly just start saying things. No, I agree. And it's, like, maybe that line in general, like, if you if you were plucked and placed into Real Housewives confrontation moment, like, right. you could say that line and it would hit. But, like, there was actually no delusion happening. None that whatsoever. Wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the issue. Not at all. It was so bizarre. I was like, Robin, get this girl out of here. I don't know I what. Actually, like, I actually, I like her. Aside from that moment of, you know, she practiced this and she ho- she had a 50-50 chance of it applying to the situation and it didn't, yeah. I liked her otherwise. You know what just really bothers me? Like when I think about how much like 
the girls mocked and continue to mock Karen's business, like her wig thing last season. And then like they were like making fun of the LaDom, which by the way, I wore LaDom this weekend. Brian has it at his house. It smells heavenly. So it just bothers me so much that like Karen got so much shit and we have to watch like Wendy like make her friends pack her orders in like some random back room of a warehouse. Robin. It's like cl- oh, what did I say? Wendy. I'm sorry. <laughs> we really keep we keep fucking up everyone's name. So we have to watch like Robin's like hat business be embellished. You know, em- right, thank you. Embellished. We have to watch like a bunch of housewives pack orders. It's clearly like not a legitimate shop. We have to watch out, and then we have to watch Zen Wen go from like being a PhD to starting a candle business that makes no sense. She has no funding, and she has like one candle that she keeps bringing everyone. <laughs> Sorry, but like everyone made fun of Karen. Like, why aren't they making fun of Robin and Wendy? I don't know, but they should be. But I do feel like the tides are going to turn soon. And also, like there was when I was just catching up on old episodes. So Karen had the girls over to her house. It was Karen, Ashley, Mia, Candace. And Wendy. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was everyone except Giselle and Robin because you know it required yes. you to it required you to bring your partner. Ooh. <laughs> that was Karen. That's what Karen said. Oh, okay. Um, and I was just feeling like this is such a nice group. I really hope that this group can can join forces to take down those two. And I I do feel like it's possible. Obviously, me and Wendy need to get over whatever the fuck is coming it's between so them because it's because it's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, but it's like if Candace and Karen can like reach an understanding which i feel like they have even though next mm-hmm. week of course like giselle tries to bring it back up like karen still didn't apologize karen you have nothing to apologize for please don't apologize even though like i don't need to tell she her has that nothing she's, to apologize for she knows what she's doing um i just feel like i don't know where i was going with that i just feel like no totally like if that group can get together like well things are going to shift dramatically when wendy officially turns on giselle because giselle I'm, i can't wait for this episode for where giselle brings up these random rumors that are going around about eddie she'll never she'll never take giselle's side again but you know what wendy's acting a lot different this season and robin pointed it out robin was like you know when we were at wendy's house you she said to Wendy, like, why did you take Karen's side or why did you intervene? And Wendy was like, well, we were in my home and I just wanted to calm everyone down. But I do think Wendy, like, had a really, really atrocious first season. Not only was she not likable, like, in her personal journey, she also was completely on the wrong side. And she just, like, was up Karen, uh, up Robin and Giselle's ass because she thought that's what was cool. And I think she got a lot of backlash for it. And she's much more, like, central now when it oh, comes to I the Karen. Like- Oh my God, I have the complete opposite take. I feel like in her first season, she was like, like kind of irrelevant. You know, she was just doing first season things. And now she realized that like Giselle and Robin are like the cool mean girls of the group. And I feel like she's trying to be like part of the group. And that includes like right now this season doing their bidding. But then like last night she did or at Ashley's um, pregnancy pampering. I don't know what night that was. She was trying to like speak up for Giselle and Giselle kind of shot her down. And so I do think, I think that Wendy is going to turn on Giselle, but I do think right now she is trying to be in that group. She is. And I think that's also why she came for Mia because usually it's Giselle's job to come for the new girl, but I think she sent Wendy in instead because it's getting a little too obvious. Yeah, no, Giselle is just like no longer, like we're so on to Giselle and her entire Mm -hmm. thing. Like it's no longer watchable. She's so mean. Yeah. Also, like, where does Giselle get off talking about Michael Darby's cheating and if he's going to do it again? I'm just like, uh, look in the mirror. Hot kettle. Like, look in the mirror. Totally. Like, when it comes to talking about people's relationships, Giselle hasn't always 
has always been the person to bring it up, the person to put it all out there, the person to talk about the rumors. She was talking about the Chris Samuels rumors last season. And now knowing what we know about her relationship, she has got to shut the fuck up. Like, the hypocrisy is so real. It's so real. So, I mean... It's just she doesn't have to be like someone who's in a perfect relationship should talk about Michael and Ashley. Oh, the one last thing I wanted to say was like, say what you want about Karen Huger. But I think that that conversation on FaceTime with her daughter was so earnest. And like, I actually like got like emotional. Like they were just her daughter's so mature. And, and like, so this, respectful. This is Karen's daughter. Like this is Karen's finest work. So mature. So respectful. She was like, I'm so proud of you. Like it was literally like. An ideal mother-daughter conversation. And I'm like, how can you think Karen is anything less than a saint? Look at her daughter. I completely agree. I had the same thought. I was just like, this is a pleasure. Every kid that we see that comes on Housewives, like, thinks it's cool to, like, talk trash to their parents on TV and just, like, have a bad attitude. And she was so lovely. And it's Mm -hmm. a complete reflection on Karen. Completely agree. Like, that... I, in that conversation, learned everything I will ever need to know about Miss Karen Huger. Ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and agree. And that's that on that. That's that on that. Okay, we're all caught up. No. Did you watch Love Island? No. Okay, you then you have to let me spoil it because I have no, to talk I, about it. No, and you can. I'm not, I'm okay. not going to stop you. You have I'm not to watch Jackie. You. Like, you got me, and now I'm in this twisted universe where I'm getting so emotionally manipulated by this show, and you're not even watching it, okay? You have to watch. And I'm not even, I'm not even there to support you, is what you're saying. And you need support? Let me tell you what happened, okay? Do you need support from your sis? Big time. Okay, tell me what happened. I'm listening. So they're having a great day. They get this great challenge at night. It's like super fun. Basically, all the guys sit around. The girls get in in costume and give everyone a lap dance. And then they rate their um, heart rate. They monitor it. So whoever has the highest. And then the boys do it to the girls. It was so cute. And like prior to that, you know, Cache had made the decision. She told Cinco, like, I'm going to stick it out with Charlie, this new guy. Like, he's been so... Honestly, like, he couldn't get out of his own way, Cinco, this whole time. Like, he didn't know what he wanted. He's too nice of a guy. He's also not very decisive, and he's not really communicative. And he just was self-sabotaging. And it took him way too long to realize that, like, it was always cachet. Like, always. And it was too late. And she was like, you know what? I brought Charlie here. Like, I'm not going to do this. I really am into Charlie. Like, I'm, I think we need to stop. So he accepted it. But, like, then during the challenge, they were, like, you know, on top of each other. And Charlie, like, knows something's up. Like, it's really sad. So the challenge was so fun because, like, they're, you know, there's so many great couples, but they're also, like, such good friends and they know how to have fun with each other. Honestly, Olivia and Corey are turning out to be, like, an incredibly cute couple. I'm like, I take back what I said that, like, they were just desperate for each other. They're actually really cute. Like, and Olivia's really just everything of the sort. Obviously, Shannon and Josh are everything of the sort. And then Genevieve, you know, um, her new friend is kind of cute with Jeremy. Like she's basically saying what everyone's been saying. She's like, he literally won't touch me. There's something so weird going on with Jeremy. Like everyone says the same thing about him. But in the, right before that challenge, this girl, Leslie, who was the purple haired girl who I actually really liked, she had like something going on with Cinco. The narrator is just like, Leslie has left the villa. Good morning. Islanders. Like what? We got no explanation. She went on Instagram saying she left for personal reasons. That rumor that you told me that Will and Kira knew each other. Ready? Mm -hmm. Do you know how that rumor came to be? How? Literally, somehow on the island, Leslie got in touch with her grandma. And her grandma told her that. And, like, literally spread this rumor. And I think part of the reason she was asked to leave was because she was, like, cheating with her grandma. Like, you're not supposed to be able to have communication. I'm in Um, shock. She was cheating with her grandma. 
And then and then in her Q&A, she was like saying, Granny and I are be crazy. You know, like it was really weird. Like there's something you have to go watch her stories. There's something so weird going on with Leslie. People thought that like her voice sounded raspy. So she was getting sick on the Instagram Q&A. She basically said, no, I was like raspy from, you know, yelling at everyone because you're always yelling in the villa, whatever. So she left. We got no explanation. There's conspiracy but theories. You, you, you can dive down that hole if you if you so choose. I tried to for you last night so you wouldn't see any spoilers. And they said that the, the only theory that was floating was that she was sick and so she left. But you're saying that she was starting stuff with her gran yeah. and so they kicked her out. The gran literally got her kicked out of the villa. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's iconic. Okay. So wait. Then they're having, it's like literally the best night. You know, the challenge is so fun. And then they play music and someone else is coming in in costume and they think it's a new girl, but it's Ariel. And two people are going home. So America has voted for their favorite boy and girl. Three boys are safe, three girls are safe, and then three boys are up for elimination and three girls are up for elimination. But they didn't tell us who our favorite boy and girl are, did they? No, they just went one by one, girl, you're safe, you're not safe, you're not safe, you're good, safe. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. The girls that were safe were obviously really all um, OGs, except Kira. People don't like Kira. Kira and Will were in the bottom. The new girl, Genevieve, was in the bottom. And Trina was in the bottom because she literally has nothing going on. Trina. Cinco was in the bottom, and Jeremy was in the bottom with Will. Okay? Oh, my God. Who went home? So, ready? So, So, basically, how it went, it was so dramatic. The girls had to save one girl first. And they were like... We think we should save Trina. I don't know if I agreed with that, but they were basically like, we need someone who's open to meeting people. You know, she's she has been. She was with Jeremy. She was with Cinco. She just, like, can't catch a break. But she's there for the right reasons. So that's why they chose her. And she's obviously an OG. And I think Cachet, like, just feels guilty that, like, she stole her man. So they saved Trina. Then the boys saved Jeremy, which I thought was incredibly weird. Like, they love him. The whole they, house loves him. They love him, but like, he's not working. Like, no, he can't get anything going. It's him. He's the problem. Like, he actually should leave and be replaced with a guy who's available. Like, he's not available. But they just love, I mean, he must be the most amazing friend in the world because everything that everyone says about him is like, he's the favorite in the house. They're not going to send home the favorite in the house. And I mean, I don't know why he can't like emotionally connect. I I really don't. Maybe we could have him on the toast one day and we can get to the bottom of it. Okay. Then this is where it gets crazy. Will and Kira are left in the bottom and Cinco and Genevieve. Okay. So the thinking is like, you know, Will and Kira have found their match. Like, why do they need to be here? They really don't. Yeah. And Genevieve is really open to meeting people. Like, she, like, wants it to work with Jeremy, but, like, he's just, again, like, not emotionally available. And then they really should save Jenny and Cinco because Cinco has unfinished business here with Cachet, and he was also connecting with Leslie. Like, he is open to meeting other people, and Genevieve just got here. She is here for the right reasons. She's fun. Like, her and Shannon have a great relationship. A hundred percent. Why would you save Will and Kira? I'm with you. Like, they're done. I'm with you. Literally, then the boys have to save a girl, and then the girls have to save a boy. So the, the, they save Will and Kira. No. Cinco's gone? I was gone. shocked. Cinco left, and I was literally, I cried. Like, first of all, I'm not interested in watching a show that doesn't have Cinco. Like, I do feel like they have to bring him back. There's him and, when he was saying bye to Cachet, Jackie, it was heartbreaking. Like, she was like, I literally can't kiss you, because, like, if I do, like, I will leave this villa with you. Like, Why didn't the girls choose Cinco? They are moronic. And also, they were so rushed. Like, they really didn't know what to do. Jackie, it gets crazier. It gets crazier. Ready? Because later that night and the next day, Will and Kira are ignoring everyone. They're mad that they didn't, the girls didn't choose Kira first. They chose Trina. 
And then they're mad because when they were all deliberating, Will heard Shannon say, I think we should save Cinco instead of him. So they're all pissy that, that, that they got chosen second. They're like, isn't Kira your friend? Like, they're so victim mentality, like so oh my God. fucking delusional. It's oh my insane. God. So they're ignoring everyone. And then Will's like, I'm going to talk to Shannon. So Shannon sat down for breakfast and Will is like, can I pull you for a chat? And Shannon's like, ugh. Like she said that out loud. And so it really, the conversation started off on a bad foot, like bad. And basically he was like, why you say, ugh. And she's like, cause I'm eating. Like, I don't want to have like a serious conversation. And so he was just like defensive because like she said that. And basically he was like, Kira's your best friend. Like, why would you want to send her home? And he's like, and Shannon has the best response. He's like, Kira's your girlfriend and you cheated on her and Casa more. Like, why is Kira more mad at me for choosing her second than she is mad at you for sleeping with a model during Casa more? Why aren't we talking about that? And she's like, America has seen you at Casa more. That's why you were voted in the bottom. So don't be mad at me because you fucked up. Don't, and she's like, well, I heard you say that you wanted to send Cinco, that you wanted to save Cinco and you wanted Kira second. And she's like, first of all, it's such a hard decision. Second of all, I don't think you're good for Kira. You literally cheated on her and she acts like she doesn't care, but like there's something weird about it. And now she's even more mad at me for choosing her second than she is at the fact that you slept with someone during Casa Amor. She was so right. She definitely like, she got a little out of control and then the girls were like, she's taking it too far. And Kira was no. like freaking out crying. But like, honestly, I disagree. she was spitting motherfucking facts. Like no one's speaking truths here. She's just like, has gotten a bad vibe from Will this whole time. And I'm sorry, she was right. Like, she was 100% right. And so she is she is there, like, looking out for Kira's best interest. But honestly, they shouldn't have saved Will and Kira. First of all, because they're in love, go home, frolic together. And two, now they're just bringing drama. Because they're yeah. so, like, self-obsessed. Obsessed. And, like, I think up until that point, they probably thought they were going to win. And they so they're never also- going to win. No, I know, of course. So they're also dealing with, like, knowing with that, like, people don't even like them. Like, that's a shock to the system when you think you're the strongest power couple in the house. And it's like, Oh no, America has voted and America don't like you. They do not like you. And honestly, I just need Shannon to like tread super lightly because at this rate, like her and Josh are a hundred percent winning. Like they're so cute. I need them to say like, I love you. I need them to like do something like, I need them to there. But also, I also feel like Shannon's personal gains of like being the speaker of justice um, on behalf like of Kira and Will, like that helps towards them being like fan favorites. So it's not, yeah, but it's like, I don't know if people agree with me. Like I, I have to assume that they do. Like, do people like Will and Kira? No, no. I mean, they were in the bottom. No. Yeah. No, but I just don't want her to take it too far because like right now she's sitting pretty. Mm. I hear you. So basically what she said was like, when she was trying to explain to Will, like why maybe him and Kira should have went home. She was like, cause you're like taking up space in the house. Like, you're happy, you're boring, you don't contribute, basically. And, like, you got what you came here for. And Will was like, well, so have you. Like, shouldn't you go home? Which, like, I think, like, she didn't know how to respond to. But, like, what she couldn't say was, like, people like me. I'm great television. Like, I'm friends with everyone. And I'm always being funny. Me and Cache are always singing. Like, she like she couldn't respond to that. Because, technically, by that way of thinking, like, her and Josh shouldn't be there either. No, for, she should have just been like, yeah, for sure. Except America wants me to stay. America wants me to stay. Yeah. So, like, justice for fucking Shannon, I don't think she took it too far. The girls were, like, they were, like, listening because Shannon was, like, screaming. They were listening and they're, like, she's taking it too far. But she's not. Like, justice for Shannon. Justice for Shannon, for sure. Also, who pulls a girl? Who pulls a girl to start drama? If Kira has a problem, grow the fuck up and talk to your friend Shannon about it. To have your boyfriend do your bidding is so losery. Speak up. Speak up. 
Speak about things. I totally health. agree. I totally agree. I'm, I'm with you, you caught 100%. I'm going to watch. I know I keep saying that, but I've just been like really busy and then I got sucked into this book and like, you know how things happen. Um, no, because I was so upset last night and but I had I'm gonna watch. no one to I'm talk gonna, to. Oh, and I wasn't there for you. No, you were not there for me. You know who was there for me? Remy Bader. Like we were DMing because she was watching too with her mom and she said her mom got up and left the room and said she's not watching anymore because Cinco's gone. But I'm telling no. you, Cinco's coming back. Like he has to. There's so much unfinished business between him and Cachet. I just want to in the two seasons of Love Island US that I've watched, like they don't really bring people back. Really? That's not a thing. No, but you don't understand how uninterested I am in a show that doesn't involve Cinco. No, that's heartbreaking. Like how did the producers let this happen? They brought another girl. They brought three more girls and they chose dates with Jeremy. Thank God. Because his girlfriend Genevieve left. Um, Jeremy, they chose Charlie for one, who's uh, Cachet's boyfriend. They bought uh, oh, Corey for a few. Olivia's like freaking out because she's like finally has someone, you know. And Will. Will's not going anywhere. No, but like what if he like gets in? Like he, uh, he, he likes Kira, but he got in bed with another girl yeah i just you're right it's hard to care when cinco's gone yeah and when and when florida's still gone and jeremy really liked her and and jeremy doesn't like anyone yeah i know but like he says that about everyone like i'm sure he would have fizzled out with florida too yeah and wouldn't have given her enough affection that's true yeah so it's just like it's i'm still not over the last injustice of like the that sending home where you said wes and amy went home even though like but they're, they're like will and kira and now they're still together Right, no, and Will and Kira are a much stronger couple than Wes and Amy. Yeah. Wes and Amy had just met. They've been together since the beginning, Will and Kira. I'm just, like, getting hot and, like, overworked now. Hot and bothered. <laughs> um, so that's a Love Island recap. We'll do probably one more recap throughout the week. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best, Claude. I, I promise. I, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. Jackie. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better. Do better. <laughs> I, I will um, so try. That is our show. That is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're missing us so much, we have more content over at patreon.com slash the morning toast. The month of July just ended. So all five episodes are there. You know, I have a dear toasters episode with Zach, which is really funny. And then I also did a vlog of packing for my trip. So I'm giving you a little deets about my trip. I have a wedding this weekend. So I'm also showing you what I'm wearing. It's like so dramatic. Um, But Claudia said it was, Claudia said it was everything of the sort, which really like made my day because I was feeling uncertain, as you'll see in the vlog. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. The Society Season 2, please leave an emoji of the menorah on our um, Instagram so today if you want to be a part of the Society, because you know what? Christmas and Hanukkah is not that far away. Have a great, great weekend. Oh, no. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Monday. Oh, my God. Fuck. Bye. Bye. <laughs>